there's no lines anymore. Not lines to separate, but lines to demarcate what's right and what's wrong. There are some definite rights and wrongs, and we, we have to, to realize that, and we've kind of shifted away from that, I think. And that does cause a lot of confusion, it causes chaos, and it causes divisiveness, because there's no, there's no the moral compass is, is out of whack. This is a Dialogue from an American Mosaic, a podcast series with stories, events, and notes from trips around the country, talking to Americans, all walks of life, about things that matter to them, our country, and help us understand who we are today. In this episode, I'm having a conversation with Sam in McDowell County, West Virginia, deep in coal country. This is a place where coal is a way of life. Uh, working in coal is a culture. This is a place where there's a great deal of poverty and also a place where someone told me when I said I was going down here, said, be careful. My name's Sam Beaver. I'm from Parkersburg, West Virginia. I'm in McDowell County, West Virginia right now, and I'm part of the American Mosaic. Tell me a little bit about uh your background, uh, why are you here, uh, a little bit about where you're born, where you're okay. uh, a little... I grew up in West Virginia, uh, I grew up in Nicholas County, uh, which is in the central part, central part of the state, uh, grew up in coal, uh, my family, my dad worked in coal, my grandfather, my uncles, everybody worked coal. I went to, they didn't force me to go to college, but they encouraged me to go to college, and I developed a passion for dentistry, and uh, went, went to WVU, and got my undergraduate degree in chemistry, and then went on to dental school there at WVU, and when I was in Morgantown, that's where I met my wife, Darla. We've been married for 29 years now, and uh, so she's originally from Parkersburg, and so She's an attorney. She graduated before I did, so she went back here and started working at Park in Parkersburg. And about the time I graduated, as a dentist retired or moving, so there's a practice opened up for sale. So I bought it right out of school, and so we've been in Parkersburg ever since. So I started feeling a call to go into ministry, and was exploring that. I've been on mission trips and stuff to Honduras and things before, and. Uh, so I was struggling with my call of going into ministry and was at a retreat, some of us that were candidates for ministry, and I, I was struggling whether to be a missionary or to do church ministry. And there's a lady in the group from McDowell County, and she's like, well, Sam, you could be a missionary in McDowell County. And I'm like, I didn't say it, but the first thing that went through my mind was, why in the world would I want to go to McDowell County, and what would I do there? Uh, I'd never been, even growing up in West Virginia, I'd never been to McDowell County. And uh, so we, uh, about the furthest south I ever really came a whole lot was to Beckley and, and things. And uh, so we, uh, we ended up, I just couldn't get McDowell County on my mind and ended up coming down here, and that was in 2015. Tell me about uh, why was your response to McDowell County? That? Well, just from the negative things that you, the media portrays a lot of times about McDowell County, of uh, you know the the poverty, the you know the the roughness, and everything. Uh, we always joke growing up. I had a 
one of my roommates in college was from Logan, and uh, we always joked that you never went to Logan County, McDowell County, Mingo County, or Boone County unless you went there with someone that was from there, because there seems to be a, a perception of people kind of suspicious of outsiders and outside folks, and in some respects there is that, but since I've got here, people have been super nice, super friendly, uh, and it's, I, it, the perception didn't match the reality. And so I got here and uh, we got, one of my friends is a pastor here in Welsh, and so he, he took me around and we looked at, uh, ended up in Davie, and there was a church there that had closed in 2008, and I thought it was terrible, that church right in the middle of the community, and it was closed. It was a beautiful church. And so I set up Mountain Home Ministries as a nonprofit so we could start doing, doing mission work here in McDowell County. And so that was in 2016, and we ended up buying that church. And we're in the process of remodeling it now to use it for whatever the community wants, wants to use it for. Kind of a community center. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not coming in saying, you know, we're going to do this and this and this. I'm, I'm meeting with the community at different times and saying, what do you all want to do? What do you all, what can we do to help and be a part of the community? And in the process of all that, we ended up, uh, I found out the Tug River Health here, uh, they have five clinics in the area, and the clinic here in Gary has a dental clinic in it, but they didn't have a dentist. So I, uh, I had Fridays off in my practice in Parkersburg, and so I started coming down here on Fridays and working at the clinic on Fridays. And uh, because of the need in the area, the need for dental, this is a dental desert. I mean, there's only one other dental office that's a part-time office in Welch. Other than that, there's no other dental offices wow. in the county. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, so the population in McDowell County is now around 20,000 or something. So you're looking at folks having to drive to to Wyoming County or to Mercer County or to Beckley to, to get dental treatment. And for some folks, that's prohibitive, I mean, cost prohibitive, you know, for the transportation and just the for the, the cost of the dentistry. And that's a great thing with the clinic here. It's an FQHC. So payment is based on a sliding scale. So it's, kind of, it's, it's really nice. I really like it because I'm able to do the dental work and don't have to worry about how much a patient's going to pay. Because a lot of patients, because of the income, they pay $30 for a visit. And, and that's whether I, and that's, we're not doing crowns and, and those kind of things, but just basic dental services, mostly like extractions, cleanings, some preventative care, and, and some fillings. But, you know, they can come in and I can do five fillings and all they had to pay was $30. My first day in the clinic, I didn't know how it all worked on the sliding scale thing, so this guy came in and had had four teeth left here in the front, and they were all broken and everything, but his eye tooth was real sharp, and he wanted it pulled because it was poking him in the lip. And I'm like, I've got to numb you up. You want me to just get those other ones out? He's like, I don't know if I've got enough money with me to get all of them. So I went out and checked, and they're like, he paid us $30, so whatever you do. I said, this is your day. We're going to pull all those while you're here. So, so I was his hero because we got all those broken teeth out of there and, and, and instead of just the one. So, But... Uh, but it's really rewarding. Uh, uh, you know, how is it for folks around here? Uh, you know, that goes back to the county thing that you were yeah. talking about. And, uh, you know, I told you I just came up you know, in, in the Welch and uh -huh. you know, saw all those amazing buildings, yeah. empty and yeah. uh, 
I mean, it's no secret that uh, there's been some hard times, and yeah. maybe there'll be some more uh, before there's good times. I yeah. don't know. Uh, I, for some, I just keep telling everybody, God's got big plans for McDowell County. I don't know what they are, but God's got some big plans for McDowell County. From the first time, the first time I came here was in August of 2015, and. Uh, and driving around, you do drive around and you see these abandoned houses and houses falling in and houses with kudzu growing over them and, and all this stuff. And you see that, and it could be depressing, but I was seeing opportunities. As I came in, I was saying, gosh, you could possibly do a business doing this, or you could do this, or, you know, seeing different opportunities. Uh, when I started, first started coming down here, the neat thing was Walmart was still here. There was a Walmart in Kimball. And so I thought, you know, Parkersburg's three and a half hours away, so I'd make that commute every week. And I, I would, uh, I thought, you know, if I forget something, I can always go to Walmart. Then I just started here at the clinic in February of 2016, and it wasn't long after that that Walmart closed. <laughs> so now, you know, you, you have choices. There's a few stores here, but it's nothing like that. And then now the other sad thing is that Magic Mart, all of the Magic Marts are going to be closing, not just the one in McDowell County, but Magic Mart, the other department store type thing here, is going to be closing in September. So it, it breaks my heart for folks that live here to have that they have to travel so far. In Parkersburg, you know, I can drive, there's two Walmarts in Parkersburg within 10 minutes of my house. So, you know, and the convenience that I have there versus what folks here have. Kind of an irony there about the Walmart story. Walmart comes in, takes all the little people, yeah. runs them out of business, yeah. and, and then takes over everything, and then they close, and then they leave town. Yeah, yeah. That's like a double whammy. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've, in the two years that I've been coming down here, I've seen changes. I've seen glimmers of hope people have now, that things are going to be turning around. I see... And the neat thing is, I see people pulling together and having. Uh, right now, I went to a meeting Thursday night in Davie, but I think the county commission has it through WVU Law School was doing a, a land use study or land use thing for the county, and it was really neat. To, and they've been going around to different communities and having these community meetings for folks to say, you know, what what's good about about your your town, your community, what's good about the county. Now, what's something that you would like to see improved in your town and see improved in your county, you know, uh, like in three years or five years or ten years? And start getting people starting to think about setting goals like that. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk just a little bit about what we were talking about earlier. Uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, not politics, but as much as just this kind of divisiveness that we have today and sort of like it's uh, the negative impact maybe that it's having on us. And yeah. in the country, we're not talking to each other, and we're not understanding each other. Yeah. And um, I just think that it's something that's necessary uh, for the country going forward. I mean, I think I want people to see what I'm doing, and I want them to hear this conversation. I want them to understand this place, yeah, uh, Gary, Welch, and coal miners, yeah, and, uh, and, and it's a it's a culture. It's not just a job. Yeah, I think is what I'm getting. Yeah, you're right. It is. It, it is a culture. It's kind of neat if you came in on 52. If you notice, 
there's one town here and you go around the curve and there's another town here and, and one of the, this area especially is kind of neat in that respects in that folks had pride in their community and pride in you know this community was built up around this coal mines and this coal company and so the coal company ended up owning a lot of that and and had a lot of control over the folks lives but the folks also each each one of these little towns and coal mines had their own baseball team had their own you know bowling out they had all their own stuff and so there's that community pride that sometimes can end up being a negative thing in that you don't want to work with someone from another community even though you know they they're right beside you so you have to to overcome that and and, and i think this area is kind of neat in that it's a kind of a micro microculture of the bigger united states culture in that we have to start learning we may have some differing things but we we got to work together on it and we can still have pride in our culture, pride in our community, pride in our views, but not to the point to where I'm going to look at you as an enemy because you don't you don't live where I do or you don't think like I do on this issue or that issue. Uh, we have to we have to embrace our diversity, I think, and that's that's the big thing is, and that, that's the thing that I'm starting to see happen here too. Each town doesn't have its own high school anymore or its own some of the schools are having to consolidate so now you're starting to see folks they still have pride in their community but they also have a bigger collective pride in that you know Mount View encompasses what used to be Gary and Kimball and you know all these other schools that were there so now there's a bigger school that's able to bring that diversity together for, for the common good and I think that's that's one of the main things that, that we have to look at. And, and Southern West Virginia is a culture, a completely different culture than other parts of West Virginia. It's, it's definitely different than Parkersburg. Uh, it's I grew up in coal, too, in Nicholas County. Southern, McDowell County is a different culture than what Nicholas County is. One of the things that kind of was Nicholas County's benefit was the transportation, the infrastructure. They end up putting 19 through Nicholas County. So there's a four-lane highway going through Nicholas County. So along with that, you have the possibility of other businesses growing up along along that. Where with McDowell County, you're kind of landlocked here. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any easy transportation to get here. Uh, I thought it was interesting when I was driving, driving along today and I'm driving. You know, you can't help but notice what beautiful country it is. Oh, it is. It's just spectacular. Yeah. And and I'm going through, like you said, these little communities. I mean, it seems like there's a little town, there's a little town. But anyway, and, but in all of them, and it was Saturday morning, and there's guys out on their riding lawnmowers, and I see lawns, grass everywhere, and they're taking care of it. Yeah. It was like, didn't make any difference if the house was kind of run down or it was a trailer. Yeah, that was kind of marginal, and uh, it, it was like uh, there was some pride in keeping yep. everything looking good. Yeah, I guess I'm a glass half full kind of guy because I, I see certain hardships, certain things as opportunities, and I see uh, see folks trying to make a difference and trying to regain that, trying to regain with this area, trying to regain some of what it used to be, you know, materialistically and, and financially uh, for folks, but also uh, relationally. 
And I think that's that's the important thing is is seeing folks try to reconnect relationally. Um, I mean, I, I think this is one of the worst things to come along because so many folks are are. I hate to go into a restaurant and see folks sitting there and they don't talk anymore. They're sitting there each on their own, own phones, either playing a game or looking at social media or something like that and not really building those relationships. And I do see glimmers of, of people wanting to change that, wanting to change, make a change in their family life and in their in their social life to where let's let's be more relational. Let's let's get together some. I said I, I was find it interesting that you know, it's called social media but it is anything but social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's played such an important role uh, that we're just now becoming aware of. Yeah. I, I think we were kind of asleep for the last five years. Yeah. Five plus years. I think, yeah, we were so in awe of it, of being able to do it. It's something new, something so in awe of it and then we, we forgot, we're starting to see those results of, of not building those relationships. Do you think that, uh, um, or maybe it's hard to say, too early to say, but uh, do you think the people around here in this area are going to get what's been promised to them? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, McDowell County has been taken advantage of a lot. It's It's been used a lot and taken taken advantage of and you know the resources hauled out of here to somewhere else even even now I mean coal coal's picking back up again but it doesn't it's never going to be what it was as far as providing jobs for the area but still it's on trains and going out of here to somewhere else and the thing that strikes me too is is with the mountains and the trees the lumber of seeing log trucks leaving the area with the trees and stuff from here and thinking why could they not put a sawmill or a furniture factory or something like that here so it would benefit the communities that they're taking those resources from and so you know those type of things I don't know uh, it uh, that takes a politician to do that <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. I don't know. I have enough hats for now <laughs> to try to wear to to try to do that. But it's the folks here are strong enough and ingenious enough to where they're going to take care of things, whether whether things have been promised come through or not. I think folks here are are to the point of saying, "That's fine. We'll take care of it ourselves," and start trying to make some some headway with it. A good example is is like with the market down there today I mean that's something that Joel and Melissa started up of saying let's let's start that building sitting there you know, that, that parking garage is sitting there empty let's let's do something and so folks you know the amount of vendors vary week to week but folks have a, a venue now to bring stuff and sell it to make maybe not a whole lot but some income and so it is shedding a light on things. One of the big things picking up here now is the ATV uh, riders. I mean, that's big business here now. There's not enough. Uh, they're opening the new Warrior Trail, part of the Hatfield-McCoy Trail system that goes from Gary to War, and uh, there's not enough housing here. So that's 
that's one of the big things. I mean, Sandy and Tony, whenever I first started coming down here, I stayed here with them. And now I have an apartment in Welch. But I kept telling them, I'm like, y'all's going to get busy. Y'all's going to get busier and busier. And they have been, which is good. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep getting busier and busier. So, uh, I mean, there's opportunities here for, for growth and uh, for businesses. Because it is a cool place. It is. It is. It's a really neat place. I was just, I, I, you know, my dry drop when I drove in, I'm looking at those buildings. Because I was expecting maybe, you know, one or two old buildings uh-huh. or something. Yeah. But not... Not a whole downtown. Not just, a whole downtown like this, uh-huh. but these major, you know, architecture, yeah. well-built buildings. Yeah. Just, I'm not thinking of anything else. Uh, okay. But I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. We've got to take our country back, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, from the politicians. Yeah. The special interest. They they sort of snuck in while we weren't really we were snoozing. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want to they want to keep folks divided, because as folks are divided, then they're able to stay in power. Well, yeah. You, divide and conquer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first started coming here and looking at doing, I guess, lack of a better term, mission work here or whatever was. Someone gave me a book, it's called uh, When Helping Hurts, on uh, how to work on poverty alleviation without hurting the people you're, you're helping and yourself. And it's, it's a really good book to, to look at doing, look at, at poverty alleviation, because their take, it's a, it's a Christian book, and uh, their take on it is that really we're, we're all poor whenever you whenever it comes right down to it. We Westerners tend to look at material things as, as, as being poor, but uh, these guys talk about being relationally poor. The God created us with four main relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself, with a good, you know, healthy self-worth, uh, our relationship with others, and our relationship with creation and, and with stewardship. And we all have poverty in one way or another in one of those areas, in one of those relationships. And whenever we start working on those relationships, then the material poverty starts taking care of itself. And, and, it, and there's a lot of truth to that, I think. Uh, it, it all boils down to those relationships and, and being in community together. Hey, I really appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the opportunity to talk Thank with you. you. I appreciate your project. This trip uh, deep into coal country surprised me. Uh, The conversation that I just had uh, with Sam and the other conversations I had while I was there. Uh, Sometimes uh, definitely our perceptions uh, don't match uh, reality. And uh, there's something very special uh, about this place in McDowell County. That's it for uh, this episode of Dialogue from an American Mosaic. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, please subscribe if you would, and tell your friends.